the OSS Cubed gets underway on Sunday, August 13th, and it's bringing to the table a whopping $6.7 million in guarantees over four weeks. It all starts with Moss beginning August 13th, with prize pools hitting the $250,000 guaranteed mark. Then, on August 23rd, our full-sized online Super Series drops, with guarantees as high as $1 million. Then stack your chips in the bigger online Super Series beginning September 6th. It all adds up to 141 online poker events with something for everyone. It's waiting for you at America's Card Room. great privilege and an honour today for OneOuter.com to be speaking with uh, UK poker legend Dave Devilfish Elliott. How are you today, Dave? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Lovely day. Um, everything's good. Yeah, so um, I'm just, um, just going to, when I've done this interview, I'm just going to get the, get the car out of the garage. You never see daylight and I'm going to have a around to the town centre. I've, I've, I've actually got an interview with uh, Radio Umbersat when I've done this one, so do that. Right. Is that the Ferrari? It is, yeah, it is, yeah. Right, I nice. didn't want to say that, I didn't want to show off too much, but <laughs> yeah, it's a Ferrari. It doesn't ever see any daylight, it's just a total waste of time having it, but there you go. Yeah, I'll show off for you. It must be nice to have a Ferrari. So, um, you know, uh, you get a lot of uh, sort of recognition just now on Twitter. You've just joined Twitter about 10 days ago, and you've got something like 4,000 people following you now, and you're going back and forward with Tony G. Are you enjoying the, the Twitter fun? Yeah, it's a good banner. I mean, I, I, the only reason I actually went on Twitter in the first place was because somebody was on there pretending to be me, and um, I didn't know that. I went, I did an, in, I did an interview um, with ESPN in America, and they said, "Oh, well, what do you think about being on Twitter and having a, you know, you know, and blah." blah. I said, well, "I'm not on Twitter." They said, "Oh, you know, according to uh, you, you are, you know, anyway." So I, I asked to see how I could like get him off it, and the only way I could was register myself, like in. And people would realise that this guy was an idiot, you know. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I did, and and now I'm quite enjoying it. I actually did a bit of banter, and you know. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get up to twenty thousand by um, the end of the week. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. So um, if we just what I like to do when I get guys on, especially the UK guys, I think it's always interesting to look at their Hendon mob results and go way back, you know, into the sort of depths of poker, you know, whenever it was their first cash and. When I look at your record, it's sort of like the early 90s. You seem to be playing um, sort of reflected poker around about that time from what I hear in the UK. Um, it was like the 90s, the London games, you know, seven-card stud, Omaha, uh, the limit hold'em games and stuff. Uh, when you were playing then, what was your sort of bankroll when you were playing these sort of 100, 200-pound games? I'll, I'll start back over on it. Did you say mid-90s? Yeah, like the early 90s, about 93, I was looking, there was... 
he had a cash in a seven card stud game in London and the PLO and there was limit hold'em it seemed to be more as well and a few things apart. Yeah, well, okay, I remember that far back, but um uh, I mean I always had I had, we had the jewelry store then, so I mean, you know, I always had a safety net in them days. I ain't got a safety net anymore. If I fall I'm gonna break my back. But um yeah, I always had the safety net of the of the shops. So if ever if things went bad and I went broke, I could always go back and recuperate a couple of weeks and go and play again, you know? Yeah. And was it more of the cash games you were playing even back then? It's always been sort of more of the cash games and then you just went into the tournament or, you know, do you like back then were the tournaments, you know, so good? Because you seem to have like a phenomenal record in a lot of the games sort of in the early 90s. Yeah, I mean, I um, I actually used to, when I started off, I just used to play the, I mainly played cash games and I just used to play the tournaments, you know, <laughs> while I was waiting for the cash games to start. So, and I'd get out of them as quick as I could. But, um, you know, when I first started playing them, but like you said, then I started taking them serious. And um, I did, like you said, I did really well. Um, you know, I mean, and obviously I had good form. You don't win tournaments without good form. I mean, I probably didn't realise it at the time. I probably thought I was playing great. But I realise it now that if you, if, you don't have any, if you don't have good form, you're never going to win a tournament full stop, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, what's your sort of thoughts on a lot of these young guys now that seem to be coming through? Some of them seem to be just on... Un- sort of never-ending heaters, you know, like you look at LK and Jason Mercier, you know, they seem to be winning a, a tournament every week these days. What do you you think? I mean, obviously they're good players, but how much of it is just sort of, you know, running good and being that one person out of so many thousand that just seems to keep, you know, getting a run of cards or situations or, you know, well, how much is, is in I mean, I mean, I, I, I've played against Mercier and I've played against Elke and... <laughs> And when the runners, when the runners, I mean, these aren't bad players, don't get me wrong, especially Messi, you know, he's a good player. But um, when the runner look ends, they won't, know where, they won't believe it because, um, I mean, I'll give you an example. Um, well, I mean, I mean, everybody knows probably that Messi beat me, I think I finished 13th in the, in the uh, 10K home, I believe it was the 10K. Um, uh, 13th I finished and it came Jackie Deuce and I three jacks, you know, and before it got to me, uh, the aces had moved in and Mercy had moved over the top of him, you know, and um, I'm sat there with a the top set and a jack eight deuce board and and that was me out of the tournament, you know, I mean, obviously Mercy won it, or it wouldn't be a story. But um, I mean, when, when, these, when these things stop happening, you know, um, when the wheel falls off like he does do in poker, well then, you know, they're going to have a bad run, but I mean, the, the nice kid, gonna, I don't wish it on him, I'm just saying they will do. I mean, Elke beat me in the, um, I believe it was Monte Carlo in the eye rollers and, um, and uh, he he'd, he'd raised before he'd raised in early position, and I moved in from about five times more with Ace King, and he called me with Ace Jack, and I believe it came King Rag Rag, um, and the last two cards came Jack Jack, you know. Wow. <laughs> I just about flopped in bed, you know, Nelly. I mean, yeah. but there you go. I mean, that's yeah. like you just said. I mean, uh, you know, they're they're having a tremendous run and. You know, good luck for the nice kid, you know, and I mean, as I say, I mean, you've got to have good runs in poker, so it's not good for the bad runs, you know, because yeah. <laughs> nobody beats going forever. Yeah, so um, it seems like when I look, your first bracelet was uh, 1997, and then that was in PLO, and uh, no, Potlimit Hold'em, sorry, wasn't it, that one? Yeah, that's correct, yeah, and it, yeah, well, it, not only was it my first bracelet, well, sorry, yes, it was my only one. <laughs> your only one, yeah. Your only I'm, one, yeah. I, um, I'm being optimistic. I'm saying it's your first of many to come. 
You know? No, well, I mean, I've had a WPT. I've, got, I've actually got like six bracelets. I've got a WPT, and I've got um, uh, the World Series bracelet, and I've got four um, four Cybermen bracelets. So I've got plenty of bracelets for the kids when I snuff it, you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I've got the records for seconds and thirds, which is, well, I did have. I don't know, maybe, maybe Phil's of it. I don't think Phil's of it took me anyway. What, it might have only took me for the seconds after this year. But, um, yeah, I mean, just, um, you know, you can do everything right, and if you're out of form, you don't win. It's as simple as that, you know what I mean? I'm pretty good as a player, so the fact that I got so many seconds and fairs is pretty disappointing, you know? Yeah. So in 97, when you won that bracelet, um, I take it you you were sort of, did you have the jewellery shop then, or were you like a full pro, like that was your only income, you know, gambling and poker, or did you still sort of have, like, you know, side interest business and stuff? Um, no, no, the only income was the, was the store, um, that was it, if I, if I lost that poker in the store didn't do well, um, I did my money, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I see that you used to go to a lot of tournaments in France as well, and with the World Series of Europe in Cannes this year, um, what, what was the, did you just like France, or is just the game so juicy there, is that why you always used to, seems that you had lots of caches in France throughout the 90s and sort of early 2000s, are you Paris and a few well, big scores Fun on the go as well, um, which yeah, helps. Right. But um, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I had tremendous form in the aviation club in the tournament, so I think I won maybe uh, the, the the European Omaha twice. I'm um, I'm, I'm not sure, but you know, I've won I've won lots of tournaments in in, in the aviation club. You know, so um, uh, you know, and, and usually when I made the final, I was there with like about eight French guys. You know, Bruno used to say, "I don't think you can do it again." There, uh, I used to do it. You know. <laughs> So I thought my last big tournament one was in France. I won the big one there, and, but that was the first time I won televised because of the government problems. And that was good for me because I asked Bruno to put the blinds back on the final table, and he did. He made it more skillful, and I managed to win it. You know what I mean? Obviously, he's a bit more skill if, you, if the blinds are, are, are reasonable. Yeah. So I take it you'll be going and playing the, the World Series of Europe in Cannes this year, yeah? I'm definitely going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's only about there's usually only about four or five events, isn't there? There's a PLO. I think there's a like a 5K PLO or something. Obviously, you would, you know, you're one of the favourites in that. I mean, it's everyone sort of like it's widely recognised that you know you're up there in the world in terms of PLO. Uh, you know, with 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 Farha and you know a few of the other guys. And what do you think about you know the PLO game now and these young young kids uh, sort of transitioning from Hold'em? into PLO, I mean, has anyone impressed you or or do they not have a grasp of the game really, you know, in, in the larger scheme of things? There's a few good there's a few good young players out there, but I mean most of them like sort of try and change it in the world you know, I mean they try and bang bang and crash at it. And unfortunately if you're playing with them, if you also sort of drop your standards a bit and you start and they just run all over you, you know. Mm-hmm. And um and that's the way it is in Oma. Um I mean like um like the kid who um the, the, the young the young kid who um he he uh, he won an Oman for his second this year I can't forget his name now the uh, nice nice enough kid um but he's a you know same sort of thing I mean I was playing with him in Bobby's room in the Cascades and you know and uh, it was a the structure that I was playing was suited the bang and crashes you know what I mean they could fit in with a small amount of money for well not a small amount but like forty thousand. And um, and they'd, they'd table it up, they'd double it up, and they'd lead the game and come back with the pair necessities, you know, and it was a bit of a joke, really. And while the hell I was saying, I have no idea, but, mm-hmm. but there you go. And um, it was more like, um, you know, it was like bingo than, than Omar, but they can drag you down to that standard. And, it's, and you mentioned uh, my mate Sammy Farr, and I, 
I've had more money off Sammy than anybody than, than anybody else in poker at home. I mean, I you know if you want, in fact, Sammy's the only guy I beat this year. Right? Yeah, I don't mind in the World Series. Uh, you know, he's the only guy I managed to bust. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I bust him in, in in one particular game, not altogether bust him. But um, you know, I've run, run really bad against uh, all the bank, all the all the all the young lunatics this year, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems to be that I saw you on Twitter with Ashton Griffin. He's he's one of the uh, younger guys that's considered, you know, decent at the PLO. Ashton Griffin. Ashton Griffin. I don't know him. I don't think so. Um. Yeah, they had. He was called. He's called Arf Arf Owl on uh, Twitter or something. I I saw you tweet him the other day something about. He said something Ashton or that. It was Ashton Griffin. Young guy. Yeah, really, well, what happened really was, I think, um, I noticed that he had a lot of followers, and I think he'd come and follow me, so I sent him a, 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 a but I don't actually know the guy, do you know my player? Um, I, I know he plays, he plays uh, PLO online, you know, high stakes and stuff, and I remember him, I, I read somewhere that he was involved in some of the big cash games in Vegas that, that were PLO as well. Well, you know what, I mean, I probably know the kid then, I mean, I just, I mean, I don't know, but I'm, I'm from the old school, you know, we don't really ask people's names, and we certainly don't ask last names, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, people, the people who used to want to know everybody's last name and where they live, they were the ones who would inform me to the police, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, speaking about, you know, great players and stuff, you mentioned you won a WPT, that was in uh, the Tunica, and you won that for close to 600,000, and you beat, uh, you know, arguably the best player yeah, of all, t- Phil Ivy. You beat him heads up. So, what do you remember about that match? And you know, the heads up with Ivy. And what are your thoughts? You know, on Ivy. You know, it was a great night, man. Um, and and you know, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a good tall man. And um, you know, I like the kid. I was sad to see him at the World Series this year. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I beat him in that. But I mean, to be fair, like the time we got a drop, me and him, um, I had quite a good chip on the kid, you know. So. I mean, what happened there was it wasn't like um, he didn't have the money he's got now. You know, he was an up and coming lad at, at that point, and um, so there was also a wait until they went up in the money before they got busy. You know, mm-hmm. and, um, and and so 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 really, I mean, the time he the time he got a job, you know, he waited, waited that long that um, he didn't have a lot he didn't have a lot of chips to mount a challenge really. You know? Yeah. But, um, you know, Phil's a good kid and he's a good player, and obviously he doesn't play like that now. I mean, that was when, you know, when money is money to him, you know. I mean, nowadays he's obviously got, he can buy half of America, can he? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I mean, um, it's nice to beat Phil in anything, isn't it? I mean, but um, I, I, I actually was on his table at the world, at the main event last year, and uh, we got broke up, and I was like, I was, I was doing well against him, man. I mean, I don't mind playing Phil. I still play, I still play good players and he's young. You know, these young kids, they just want to, you know, want to get you out of the pot and show you, you know, they want to bang crash wall at you and, you know, and, and you know, it makes you hard, they're hard to play against because, you know, if, if, I mean, you put something like the main event where you've got 6,000 players and you've probably got 4,000 monkeys, um, you know, they, if they all keep taking you on, eventually they're going to get lucky against you, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, it's just like when you speak with guys like yourself and, you know, I interviewed Phil Helmuth before and, you know, a few of the other sort of old school guys and people that have been around the game and, like you say, they've seen it all. You know, these guys, tournament players, go on a rush and come back and bust out and et cetera, et cetera. So just when it terms of, like, the old school, did you ever play with uh, Stu Unger? No, I, I, played, I actually was on the next table to him and I've been, I was in the elevator with him a few times in, in, in um, you know, in... Um, uh, opinions, 
I used to see him now and then, you know, he was always, he always looked like, you know, um, sort of down on his luck and not very happy, you know, so I never really, you know, I never really got involved with the kid, you know. But, um, and, and, you know, I mean, at that point in time, you know, I mean, um, nobody used to say, oh, look, this is strong, you know, he's the best player, blah, 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 because when you die, you always go up a lot of notches, you know, like, when I die, I'll be the best player in my house for definite. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the only guy I live with my girlfriend, so that shouldn't be a problem. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you always go for a few matches anyway. But um, yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously he's a good player. You don't do what he's done unless you're a good player, you know. But you've yeah. also got to have a lot of running full stop. I mean, I remember the one that he won outside when he was outside the horseshoe when they did it outside that year. I was actually sat in a really big uh, casket inside with Bobby Baldwin and 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 um, Doyle and everybody. So I never actually saw the farmer, even though I had a seat. Benny Binion saved me a seat there, but I didn't actually make it. But, um, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I saw one of the hands, and um, I can't remember the court. I know they both had a nurse, and the other kid had a more or less uh, strangled, and he, he caught the wheel or something. I believe he could eat the wheel or something. I so, you know, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter who you are, when you're playing Norman the middle, when you're playing any poker, anyway, you've got to, you've got to have form, you've got to be, you've got to be lucky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how do you, what about from a personal point of view? You know, I've, I'm, I'm based up in Scotland, so... Uh, We've, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> it's all right. We still get electricity up here, so we can see. I can watch late night poker. And I remember watching you on late night poker, and uh, also I think it was maybe the Premier League, uh, and you were on that. And you do seem to have a, a, you know, one of these. Like I think Helmuth's the same. Every time I see you on uh, television poker, you seem to have a right, you know, bad time of it. Like I, I saw you lose aces to like a woman's. I think she had ace six or something. Or yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it, I mean, somebody told me that on, if you look on the computer, I wouldn't even know where to look, but I've got more bad beats than anybody on TV, probably more bad beats than I'm all put together on TV. I don't know what it is, you know, it's just scary, you know, these, like, especially these one-table satellite things, it's like, um, just totally cares, you know, I mean, I've had so many things happen to me, I, I, I mean, I've been playing them a lot of years now, but I think I used all my luck up when I won the first three, I won the first three televised late night poker shows, which actually got got poker off and running, because um, it was the first time they'd ever shown the cards, and uh, and the viewing figures flew through the rules, you know, like a guy in a black suit and a world series bracelet, winning the first three, everybody thought it was totally skill, obviously, I mean, I lost the next ten, so it was obviously totally luck, <laughs> maybe a little bit of skill involved, but what I'm saying is, um, it, it was just like fate, you know, and you got the American sort of viewing figures, and they started the WPT, and, you know, and they started showing the internet talkers over there, and then all these yeah. young kids watched it, and um, next thing you know, they're all whiskeys on the computer. I mean, this was before the computer it was on, you know, the internet or anything, you know. So it obviously helped poker off. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've had some really sick things happen. I mean, I, was play, I had actually went online last night. I can't say what I was playing. But, you know, exactly the same thing happens, you know. I mean, I think I had, like, um, I had quite a few thousand in front of me. And the guy, the guy managed to get all his money in against me before the flop with Kings. You know, and I had the aces. Um, it was all my actually felt like, but he had some like, he had really bad kings actually, and I had really good aces. And, and that was the end of it, you know, you knocked me straight out, you know, and it, it does actually, when you keep getting beat with aces, you keep wondering why you keep raising with them, you know, why do I keep doing this? But yeah. if you don't play around properly, well, then you're never going to win with it. But I think, you know, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'll just start slow playing them and try and hit one, but, you know, that's not really the way to play them. But if you don't seem to win with them, well, then that's the way you've got to play with them, right? Yeah. So you mentioned <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned the word there, cursed, and I the last guy I interviewed was actually a sort of 
uh, a mental game coach and he deals with like you know golfers and stuff and sports psychology and all that stuff's moving into poker now you know as you say yeah that's right I've had a guy offer to do it with me um, uh, not so long ago but I keep kidding myself up mentally I'm quite strong and alright but um, I mean I always say in the game positive which is I suppose what he's trying to make people do or do but, um, you know, I mean, um, oh, then all of a sudden, like, you know, you get um, a kick up the backside from some bullshit hand and you think, here we go again, you know. And it's hard, you know, it's hard, you know, I mean, no matter how positive you are in the game, you know, when, when the rubbish, I mean, I had so many bad things happen to me, in the, I mean, in the World Series this year, I finished really close in the six-handed uh, 10 down one, um, and I went out with this French guy, took me on with his king ten and a half and I had two kings, you know, and he wants to re-raise and re get all it. And then I put him all in, I, I put myself all in, and it, it was a lot of his, his, his stack, and he wants to call it off with king ten and a half, so I had two kings, and I flopped in nearly dead, you know, he, he had like, um, he came five, four, five or something, one out, and of course he said about, he's got about a 5% chance now, you know, a little bit better, about 8% chance of beating me, and it came heart heart, you know, and, and that was the end of that, you know, um, and he run around the room going, wee, wee, you know, I felt like knocking him out, but I just walked off, you know. So how did, how, when you say that, you know, like, here you go again, I mean, I can relate to that with situations and stuff, and I actually spoke with a guy, Jared Tendler, who's the mindset coach and stuff, just to, because you do, you go through it so many times, and so many times you do start to believe, you know, you're cursed, so I'm just thinking for like an old school guy like you, that you're, you know, you're mentally strong, etc., how many times, you know, do you just have to keep picking yourself up and next game, next tournament, whatever? Or is there a point where it starts to really sort of maybe not get you down, but make you like question the way you're playing or question the game as a whole or, you know? You know, I mean, I mean, the way I look at it is this, if you, if you, if you go out with the best hand, you can't really question your game, can you? Because no. if you've got your money in there with the best hand in good shape, well, that's all you can do in poker. You know, don't matter who you are, if you get it in there with the best hand. I mean, the hard bit is getting in there with the worst hand and getting lucky. That's the hard bit, which all these, a lot of these guys do. Or you, or like you said, the, the wrong, he rushes and they keep winning. They get it in there in bad shape and they get lucky. But I mean, as long as, but they're not. I mean, they should be questioning their game. I mean, I think the guys who get it in with the best hand, they don't really have to question their game, right? I mean, you've done what you're supposed to do in poker. You know, you've got it in the best shape you possibly can. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they tell you, you've just got to, it's just a case, you've just got to keep doing that and hopefully, you know, variance comes around and you know, you're rewarded in the, the, the famous long run that everybody speaks about. Yeah, but I mean, people, I mean, people don't really know what they're talking about in a lot of respects in so much as, you know, they say, well, you know, don't tell me any about big stories, you know, we all get them and luck comes around to everybody, the same luck. Well, that's, that might be true, but, you know, you might get all your good luck in the shitty tournaments and all your bad luck at the World Series. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know, so so just, I mean, it's it, it, it doesn't even out. You know, I mean, obviously the look might even out in the tournaments, but if the problem is massive and compared to when you got when you know when you got your bad look, you know, when you got your good look, it's uh, it's no good, is it? If you follow what I just yeah, I said I said that with a mate recently. I played one of the UKIPTs and I was having a laugh. I said I'm going to stop playing the little games in like the local casino because. I think I'm using up all my good my good luck there. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then, you know, you may as well just play big tournaments then. So when you're going to get lucky, at least it'll be in a big tournament. But when you've had a life like I have, and you put your neck on the line so many times like I used to when I was younger, and I still don't know in the case, you know, I'm getting these scrapes for like taking five kids, I'm like an idiot, I am. I did that in, um, I, did, I took my kids to Mallorca, 
and um, I got on a square. I fell in guys again, and I got on a square with them. Unfortunately, I, 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 I knocked one of them out, and then um, you know, as I was just about to get killed, um, a, a, a policeman arrived, a plain clothes. He was obviously he was outside of his club, and he, he grabbed me around the neck and told me I was under arrest. And you know, he grabbed all of my arms, so I told me I was under arrest. And and flashed his wallet with his badge in and dragged me off and um, and then I'd, then I saw a taxi I said I'm not going anywhere I'm getting that taxi and I sort of dragged him towards the taxi and he let go of me and said you know go on fuck off more or less like so right. um, you know I, I mean I still put my neck on the line a lot and so I guess my looks maybe I get my look in different directions right yeah yeah, yeah. and I've always been lucky with women I mean I've got beautiful children you know and I mean, my ex-wife just gone through a cancer scare. Uh, well, not a cancer scare, she had cancer, you know, so, um, and she's hopefully come out of it, and that's so, you know, that's more important than poker and money or anything, really. Yeah, and you still got your looks as well. I still got my looks, you know, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I know I, I joke about looks and that, but when, you know, when I look at some of these kids who are like uh, 10 years younger than me, and, you know, and the state of them, you know, and, and they don't even try to make themselves, you know, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've seen so many kids with so much money who win so much money at poker, and they look like they don't want to spend thirty dollars on clothes, you know. <laughs> and and that's pretty sad, you know. I mean, I've never been like that. I've always always wanted to buy nice things, you know, nice watches, nice cars, nice clothes, you know. I mean, what's the point of holding it up? If all you're going to do with it is hold it away, I'm not saying. I mean, obviously you've got to keep your bankroll in in good nick, but. You know, I, I don't, I don't think you, I don't you should like, um, you know, just throw it all away. What, what are you holding it away for, you know? Yeah. I don't know. You've got to enjoy yourself. You've got to enjoy your life, obviously. Well, you know what I always say in my own sense? I might want to swear on this show, I don't know if I'm yeah. yeah, yeah. What I always say, life is a blast, but it don't last really long and live fucking fast, and that's the fish you're saying, and that's on the front of the book. Um, yeah. You know, so, and that's true, I mean, you know, get on with it. Have fun. Yeah. Well, talking about the book, uh, Devilfish, The Life and Times of a Poker Legend, it's available on Amazon.co.uk, and it's a bargain price. It's £5.53, so... Well, it is now. God damn. I don't, I don't smoke, but I think cigarettes, 20 cigarettes are more expensive, so you should go out and buy a copy of the book. And uh, I'll put a link in the interview when I post this on the site, on oneouter.com, uh, to the direct page. And it seems to be getting a lot of good reviews and a lot of good feedback and stuff. It's... It's a story, and I think I've heard uh, they're maybe turning it into a film or something as well. That's right. Yeah. Well, hopefully. I mean, I've been paid, uh, I've been paid like fifteen, fifteen thousand um, pounds up front, and I've, I met with a script writer from LA when I went over to Vegas, so um, he, he's supposed to be getting on with it, and who knows? Yeah. I hope so. But um, as for the book, I put a lot of time in it. I didn't like the book I did. And I put a lot of time and effort into this one, and I think it's it, it is funny. I mean, I, I found myself when I kept going over the book again, laughing at laughing myself at the stories of what I've written. You know, I mean, it is funny. I mean, a, a lot of people say they can't put it down. You know, it's that funny, like so. Well, I, I bought the book um, about three, four weeks ago, before you were even on Twitter, and before you know, you're always somebody I'd love to get on the podcast and stuff uh, with. You know, a UK legend and. But I just thought, you know, you're not on Twitter or anything like that. So I said, if I see you at a tournament, I'll pass you my card and try and set up something. And then yeah. I, I read the book in a weekend, actually. I think I started reading it on, like, a Friday afternoon. And I'm quite a slow reader. And I finished it for, you know, like, Sunday or something. And it, it was you and that book and uh, Vicky Coren's book as well were both really good, uh, really sort of good stories, you know, colourful characters. A lot of yeah. people, you know, they don't want to leave strategy and stuff. I, m me personally, I'm really into poker, but 
I want to hear about people's lives and stuff, you know, how they've got to where they are and stuff. I mean, there's only so much strategy, you know, you can sit and read. And um, I definitely yeah, yeah. recommend no, I mean, people don't want to worry about bad beats and that, and, you know, I should have played again this way and that way. And I don't know. Well, I don't want to worry about it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking about, you know, you mentioned Sammy Farha, and he's another guy that I'm, I'm trying to get on. Uh, I've been speaking with one of his assistants uh, over there, and Sammy's like, you know, he didn't have Skype or anything like that, so I'm trying to hook it up with a phone number and try and do it. Yeah, they don't have Skype out there in the desert, they just sit around in campfires, you know? <laughs> so, uh, I was speaking with... And all of them, they all sit around there telling bad bitch stories. <laughs> no, Sammy's all right, you know, I mean, um, Patsy, I mean, he, he, he don't like losing. But those, I mean, you know what they say, I mean, people who don't mind losing, well, we're used to it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so... um. I don't know, I mean, I mean, I, I, I always get on with him. You know, we have a, we have a banner at the table and that. And, but, you know, he's a good kid. He's all right. Well, you, you seem to be of the same sort of elk. You know, you, you're both snappy dressers, good crap, good table talk, and it makes for good TV. You know, some of these poker shows now, uh, the poker after darks and stuff, it depends on the lineup. I mean, say what you want about Phil Hellmuth, or at least you get a bit of table talk and a show with him and that. Some of these guys now that go on the shows, it's boring. It's like watching paint dry, you know. And that's for me, who's really into poker. I just switch it off because it's it's so bland, you know. The characters aren't there. You're exactly right. I mean, it's like it's, it's a joke. I mean, I raise a lot, but you know, I mean, big <laughs> deal. You know, it's like actually, I always I said if you took a lot of these um a lot of these Finnish poker players and Danish poker players and well Scandinavian poker players, you know, and you put them up one side of a a sand dune in the desert and and you was at the other side. And they was talking, you would definitely think that Martians had landed, you know? Uh, oh, 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 you know what I mean? What the fuck? I mean, um, <laughs> I mean, in fact, you probably should get some Martians playing poker on TV. It'd definitely be a lot more. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like I watched that, that Mars Attack again the other night. That's a funny movie, huh? Have you seen that yeah, movie? You must have yeah, seen Jack, it. Yeah, Jack Nicholson's in it. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. <laughs> the Martians are funny, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, speaking about that, you know, personalities, characters on TV and stuff. It, it it shocks me that you're still, you know, you're not a sponsored player just now. I know you had your own site, Devilfish and that, but, you know, you're not involved in that anymore. And um, obviously, you know, I can't believe, surely a UK site or, you know, PokerStat or somebody that's looking for a face and somebody to represent would be, would be chapping at your door. Well, maybe I'm too young and good looking. Maybe they're looking for somebody old. I don't know. But um, actually, it's only been... I mean, I, I only decided just before I went to Vegas, you know, I, I left my site a few months before I went to Vegas, but, you know, they were trying to keep me on the guys and offering me this and that, but I don't like the word on the company, you know, and they don't keep the word, so I didn't, I didn't go with them. And um, and uh, and then I went to Vegas, and so, like, you know, all the time I was in Vegas, I never mentioned all our sponsorship. And then I came home from Vegas, and it's nice since I came home, which is only like three weeks ago, I've really, you know, decided I'm going to try and get a sponsorship deal, because it's stupid yeah. not to. And so, um, hopefully I'll get one. I mean, um, I, I don't see why not. Um, I mean, I'm still playing good poker. I should have, you know, I should have made at least uh, two, you know, I should have made two finals for definite by having diabolical luck this year. And, you know, as you say, I've, um, you know, uh, tournament wise, like you said, I'm still the top one year in England, and I'm a funny bastard, so. Yeah, you know, and I, I actually get a lot more TV time sometimes than the people who actually win the tournaments because they like to talk to me. That's like you. I mean, you know, I mean, you heard that interview last night. I was on for an hour and forty-five minutes, which yeah. is ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> That's it. So, um, yeah. no, it just seems to me that you know anybody like you know any other sites, and especially you know a UK-specific site, to have if you're available to sponsor, and 
it shocks me. I mean, I played, the, as I say, the UK IPT Edinburgh last week, and I got speaking to a few people who I didn't know or whatever, and I'm, you know, quite aware of the poker scene, who's who. I'll know some obscure players that, like a lot of the young, like Julian Few was there. I think Julian Few's, you know, a great guy, and I was speaking away to him, but a lot of the young guys I know aren't aware of, you know, someone like Julian Few and stuff. But everybody, the young guys, everybody knows like the devil fish and that. So surely, you know, you're, you'd be an asset to a company that's out there in the UK to, you know, move its brand forward and stuff. So hopefully maybe, you know, you get a sponsorship in time for the, especially with World Series Europe coming up. Yeah, and plus, like, I'm just doing the late night poker again, you know, but um, actually, Colors, uh, they, they, they decided to put me in that, to sponsor me in that one, but it's just a one event, that one. But um, who knows what might come of that. Um, yeah. You know, um, but, um, yeah, um, I mean, the thing is, I mean, people might be a little bit wary, you know, because, you know, I, I speak my mind and I, I do swear a little bit, but what I've got to understand is that I've done two hours live commentary in the past, you know, for Matchroom. And, uh, and for other people, and I don't have to swear. I mean, if, if that was part of the contract, you know, we wanted to behave yourself, I would do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd still be funny in that, but, you know, I mean, I'd just drop it down a peg. And if they only put suits on, I'd put suits on. You know, I mean, you've got to, if they're paying you, paying you money, you've got to... I, I mean, I, I don't understand people who who get sponsors and, you know, and they, and they turn up an hour late for the tournament, you know, and they're already been out partying on that. Now, that's not me. I mean, if I was, if I was sponsored, I'd certainly be a lot more... Um, I mean, if that's my own money, I can do what I want, but if somebody else is paying me and things and that, you know, I'd behave myself and I'd, I'd, you know, look sharp and, you know, and try and, um, you know, make them, you know, make them happy that they sponsored me, you know. But a lot yeah. of these young kids, I mean, they just, I don't know how to get sponsored deals, really. I mean, they, they turn up looking like they've just been, they just climbed off a bonfire, you know, and they've got, they've got no, <laughs> they've got no personality and they turn up late and, you know, I mean, I don't know, I mean, but they all seem to get these sponsored deals, so. Yeah, it baffles my mind. Some people that are sponsored, as I say, I met them at the weekend, and I don't know how they're sponsored. You know, it's, it's as you say that their image, attitude, and also their game, but they're they're getting put in tournaments. It's it's just crazy. But as someone I was going to ask you, you know, especially with you've wrote the book, The Devil Fish: Life and Times of a Poker Legend, which is sort of like you know your autobiography about your story and that. Have you ever thought about? Because I know it's something that I would like, I'd love to read, and a lot of people would love to read. Sammy Farhar wrote a book on Omaha. Have you ever thought about writing a strategy book, you know, specifically on Omaha, because you're so, you know, you're so well versed in that game? Did Sammy write one, did he? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, there is a book out there. I've not read it, but it's Sammy Farha on Pot Limit Omaha or something. What was it? Why is it? I just play with any four cards. I have never seen him fold a hand before the flop. I've never seen him fold a hand, and that's in like 14 years. But I mean, um, I mean, but you know, I mean. I mean, he, he gets, if he gets thrown, he busts again, you know, I mean, I've seen him win with, um, you know, with four bus tickets. But, yeah. um, you know, I mean, uh, it's, it's uh, another way to teach people how to play, but maybe, maybe somebody else has wrote the book and somebody's playing in, so he's on a show of the profits, you don't know. You know, I mean, I've, I've actually had people ask me to do that. You know, they, they've wrote a book on someone and they said, you know, well, I put my name to it, and I, but I said, no, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, yeah. like, con people, you know, if I wrote the book, I don't want to put my name to it. But yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, I, 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 you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I might do, but um, I told you that there's not a lot of money in 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 writing books, really. And most people who write books have gone skin, so I might be writing one soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, mean, I, I mean, think... obviously, I'm not so well known by others, but I mean, people who write books on poker strategy, if you look at all the ones who write the books all the time, a lot of them, you know, a lot of them have gone broke, you know. I mean, uh, so I don't want to really write a book on poker from someone who's gone broke, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you get someone like Slansky, and Slansky's a nice guy, but 
You know, I mean, he's wrote a lot, he's wrote a lot of books and stuff, and it's, you know, and I, and it's, I mean, you know, but I mean, he never plays a hand. He sits at your table, and he, you know, I mean, I don't know what he's waiting for, but he never plays a hand. So, you know, and he'll go for what round for forty minutes, then come and pick his ships and go to another game. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's like, um, I mean, if you know, he could probably write a better book on walking, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it would be, especially with Omaha. You know, everybody's there's no doubt when when Omaha's mentioned, especially the high stakes cash games. You know. You mentioned Bobby's room and stuff like that. It's there's names, you know. It seems to be that you, your your game is very, you know, well respected. Your Omaha game's definitely sort of like widely accepted that it's up there. And I just think with these young guys, you know, I think you could probably, you know, offer a lot and maybe a strategy book or you know something like that. Even you know a little bit on a website uh, selling, you know, information or something. I don't know. I'm just. Yeah, well, maybe, I mean, maybe some um, some magazine could. Um, I used to I used to have I can't remember which magazine it was, but they used to pay me like something like seven hundred pound a month, eight hundred pound a month, and and I used to um, you know people used to write in questions on all my old and whatever seven still whatever they want to answer, ask you know whatever questions, and I used to do like a question and answer, mm-hmm. and I did that for quite a while. Actually. I can't remember why it ended. Mm-hmm. Probably could stop people stop buying the mag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I can't remember what ended actually, but I mean, somebody, that's quite easy for me because they just ring me up with the questions and I just give them the answers, and you know, and it's quite nice for me. And, and I know, I mean, like when you talk about Omar, oh, I've been playing so many years now, and I don't think there's anything I don't really know about the game. But I mean, it don't necessarily knowing knowing a really lot, a real lot about the game. You know, when you're playing against five Oldham players who are playing Omaha. You know, all the money's using in, nearly all the money's in before the flop, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the skill goes out the game, obviously, you know? Yeah, so, well, um, you know, but if you're playing in, a, in an even game, you know, where people are playing, you know, playing pretty steady and, and you know what you're doing, it's hard to lose, really. Yeah. And also, a lot of guys I know that play Omaha online, they, they've played it live, like old school guys um, in their 40s and 50s. And, like, the Bay Race Bluff and stuff, you know, works so many times live. Uh, there, but online people just don't fold the king high flush, the queen high flush. You know what I mean? Well, the thing uh, is, apparently, I mean, you get guys out there who are playing like six under six six different Omar tables now. How anybody can do that? I've no idea. I've got no idea how they could be making correct decisions. So they're probably not making right decisions, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and most of the young kids play multiple tables, so. You're probably getting called by someone who ain't really thinking about it, you know. A lot of the time, you know, they're just pressing buttons, and the and the lucky the, the guys who press the buttons are lucky, win all the money, and the guys who press the buttons are unlucky, lose the money. I mean, you're always going to get winners and losers, aren't you? You know. <laughs> and and that's that's probably you know. And a lot of these guys who press the buttons and win then come into the cash games, and they do the bollocks because it's a total different scenario, you know. Yeah, it's, it it seems it seems that way. Um, so, what's your plans then for the next few months, Del? Are you going to be playing? What about like the the Poker Stars UKIPT? The is that like not a big enough of it? Like the 500 game they've got in uh, Dublin, you know? And do you go through for any of these events? Or is it mainly like sort of EPTs you're looking at? And, I didn't, I didn't uh, know all about it. I mean, to be truthful, I'm very I'm not very organised. You know, my ex girlfriend used to do all that for me. You know, shall we go here? Shall we go there? And and this time and that time. But I've got a new Asian girlfriend now, and um, she doesn't know anything about poker, you know. Um, mm-hmm. which 
fucking way I'm with her. I mean, she's good at cooking, and um, you know, and she's uh, she's got a great punch, you know. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just um, so I'm having to sort of do it myself. So like you just mentioned that, I didn't know about it. I'll probably have a look see where it is now. Or you can, yeah. you can actually you can maybe um, Twitter maybe uh, dates if you, if you don't mind. Yeah, I'll send you the link uh, on Twitter. By the way, you can mention my Twitter site on here if you want. It's at Devilfish2011 yeah. uh, if, if people want to come down and have a laugh. Because that's what I do on there, I have a laugh. There's no serious, I don't think, well, you've been on it, right? There's no serious uh, remarks on there. <laughs> no, so, there's a good bit of banter between you and Tony G. You seem to be having a little sort of sparring session. Yeah, well, I mean, me, I mean, I have a go. I have a bit of fun with everybody, you know. You've got to. I mean, I mean, I don't want to. I mean, I as I say, I didn't, I didn't have no idea how to get on Twitter even. But now I'm on it. I mean, I always thought. I don't know if I can say this actually, but if I can't say it, you can always knock it off, right? But I always yeah. thought Twitter was that sensitive bit between the bears, Twitter and the shitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, were, we, were doing, we were doing so well. <laughs> no, that's good. I'm gonna use that. That's good. But <laughs> well, you know when you say um, you know when you say um, about sponsorship. Um, I mean, and I say, well, you know, I don't know why they go for a lot of these young guys because you know they don't got a lot of characters. But maybe, maybe the thing that like um, once you get, or maybe the thing all the middle young man again. And I would say in 90% of of cases that is the truth because most guys get to my age. And they're not good old players because, like you know, the bottle goes. You know, they, they you know, they haven't got the balls for the game because you have to have balls. But one thing I know about myself and everybody who watches me play knows is I'm still totally fearless at the game, and I still got more balls than most of the players out there. So if if that's what's stopping them sponsoring me, well, don't let it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm not going with the best of them, you know. I said no. I think there's no doubt. You know that um, anybody that was uh, involved in UK poker and stuff, if they're looking for you know a, a free agent, you're like in football, you know, you're one of the probably top three agents just now in the poker world that's ready to, you know, represent a site, you know, or a company, uh, you know, and get into the tournaments and stuff. Because as you say, you're always good fun on television. You're always good fun. Uh, the fans want to see that. Nobody, poker's a great game to watch sometimes, but it can get a bit tedious unless there is good table talk and banter and, you know, guys like well, you. Know, you. I, put, I mean, I, mean I, I put poker on sometimes and, all I do is look at the lineup, and then I just turn it off. And that's just a good lineup. You like, you know, you like to say Tony G and and Elmer and you know, and, you know, it has to be the right lineup, and I'll watch it because I'm not interested in watching poker. I want to watch them have a bit of banter in front of each other, you know. But yeah. that's, I mean, that, that's it. You know, I mean, simple as that. And um, and I'm sure a lot of people are the same. You know, I mean, you don't really want to watch people just like doing the obvious moves, and you know, it, it, it's not a bit fun, is it, really? No, no. You, so, you, um, you need talking it. Yeah. Uh, so b- before we sort of start to wrap up, I always get like to ask the, the pros, um, what's your sort of like uh, t- top tips for uh, young guys, you know, coming up in poker? Maybe they've only got, you know, a couple of thousand bankroll or whatever. What's your sort of thoughts on, you know, money management or, you know, shots they should take, etc.? Just h- how to, you know, build a bankroll? Well, like you just said, the key word is money management, which is, as I say, stupid for me to say after I just done uh, what I just done in Vegas. But yeah, money management, and um, and you know, um, never risk more than five percent of your bankroll in, in in one session. How's that? That's you know, that's probably good. That's that's definitely good advice. And and if you're winning at whatever level you're winning at, 
you know, um, don't be too 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 quick to go jumping up another couple of levels or that, you know, because um, obviously you get better players. The, the higher up in level you go, you get better players, and and you've only, if you haven't got such, so much of a bankroll, you haven't got to run bad for very long before you're broke and you have to go get a nine-to-five job. So unless you want a nine-to-five job, you know, be sensible. Yeah, I've got, I'm, I'm going to job centre tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I might see you there. <laughs> Um, so, well, on that note, I think we should start wrapping up. Uh, you need to follow him on Twitter. It's mm. at Devilfish2011. That's at Devilfish, as it sounds, all one word, 2011. Also go out and buy the book, Devilfish, Life and Times of a Poker Legend. And I'll put all these details on oneouter.com when the podcast's up. And anybody from William L. Labbrooks, any of the poker rooms, get in, any of these guys, uh, do yourselves a favour and give him a call uh, or tweet him and get him signed up because uh, I'm sure he'd be an asset to your site. I might forget he was an agent. Damn, that was good stuff. <laughs> I'm available. <laughs> I'll okay, take TLO lessons. <laughs> I'm just doing a contract with Porter, like, Porter, uh, Porter, I can't say it, Porter Icons. So um, hopefully they'll, they'll get me something sorted out. Right? Um, yeah. We'll see, I guess. I'm sure it's a matter of time. Yeah, well, I hope so. Because, um, you know, I mean, tolerance is an expensive, you know, it's definitely an expensive, um, you know, right. uh, <laughs> you, you can go for hundreds of thousands in tournaments. And, you know, and, and tournaments, like I said, I mean, I, the last two tournaments I actually won, obviously I've had lots of places and stuff, but the last two I actually won was uh, the big one in Paris and and um, the second to big one in, 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 um, in, what was it now? In Dublin. I it was, no, Galway, sorry, in Galway. And, you know, I mean, and, and they're out to win tournaments. If you're not in, you're not going to win them. I mean, I mean, I mean, obviously there's a lot of kids out there who, um, you know, they, they win a lot of tournaments and stuff now. But there's, there's a lot of kids who are playing these high events now and that, you know. And, mm-hmm. and to be fair, it's not really the same as. Um, you know, I, mean, I mean, you get some really good players. You get some good players in there, like Eric Shardell and, and Sam Tricky, you know. I mean, good kids, good players, you know. I mean, and they can win in any tournament. But you get a lot of other people I know, um, you know. You know, they can, I mean, I don't think our role at all, which is a good thing for poker, because there's nothing stopping like um, seven of the, you know, seven, well, seven of the full tilt guys, for instance, getting together and saying, right, we'll put half a million each. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. I mean, who knows what anybody's playing for in these high roll events? You know, I mean, most of them are, you know, most of them are in pieces of each other, and, and it's not really. I don't think it should be really. You know, when you think that I used to go all, all over, all over England and Europe, playing in. Tournaments with no 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 cash hardly in them, you know, to, to, and to get to top to be the top UK money earner, and now you can sit and play like win five um five high roller events with thirty players in the take the lead, you know. Yeah, well, the, the, it seems that the fields are uh, so smaller in these high rollers, so it's not like an EPT where you know six seven hundred players. It's like maybe 30, 40 players, isn't it? Or, or less than that in these Well, maybe I'm just complaining because I can't afford to play these other all events now. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. Yeah, but you know, you know what I'm saying. I mean, it's, um, I mean, plus, like, I used to go winning at Omar. I won the Gaston British Open. I've won Portland at Oldham, Northern at Oldham. I've won um, I Love. You know what I mean? Um, and these kids just playing a Northern at Oldham, High Love event, you know? So, I mean, you, you ask me which is the most skillful and the, and the most hard to get the money at. You know, going around, going around the world playing all these different little tournaments or just sitting in a, in a little field, you know what I mean? It's obvious, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Okay, well... Well, you know, if anybody wants to put me in these, I'll have some available. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you'd, you'd gladly play them. 
<laughs> no, I mean, I still would play. I mean, I still play the eye roll events now and then. I played, the last one I played in Nottingham, I think I finished fifth. Um, actually, um, the young kid from, um, not from, where the hell is he from now? Um, that was six with another one, and didn't say a word, but he's a nice enough kid. Um, he won the heads uh, up in uh, Vegas, actually. Uh, can't Jake Cody. Sorry? Jake Cody. Yeah, that's him, yeah, yeah. That's him, he knocked me out of that. Um, uh, obviously, I had the best over again. Oh, well, no, it was even money, but he hit last card. Um, he hit last card and knocked me out. But that's what I say, you know, you've got to be informed. That kid's informed, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And good luck, he's playing well and he's informed. It's, uh, it's an hard act to beat. Yeah. If you play well and you're not informed, you know, you're going to go broke. <laughs> oh, well, oh, that's brilliant, Dave. And as I say, check him out on Twitter, follow him. It's at Devilfish2011. And you'll get the book Devilfish Life and Times of a Poker Legend on Amazon.co.uk or .com. And we'll definitely get you on again maybe in a month or so, Dave, and see what the situation is. Maybe be talking about a World Series of Europe success or something. Well, I might be sat in a cardboard box or playing the guitar busking <laughs> by then. So let's hope I still got let's hope I still got a telephone. <laughs> by the way, that reminds me. I walked by a guy in a cardboard box the other day, and he says, um, "Any change?" And I says, no, I've still got the frown in the big house, but thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's brilliant, Dave. All right, take care, son. See you later. All right, cheers, man. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye, man. The OSS Cubed gets underway on Sunday, August 13th, and it's bringing to the table a whopping $6.7 million in guarantees over four weeks. It all starts with Moss beginning August 13th, with prize pools hitting the $250,000 guaranteed mark. Then, on August 23rd, our full-sized online super series drops with guarantees as high as $1 million. Then stack your chips in the bigger online super series beginning September 6th. It all adds up to 141 online poker events with something for everyone. It's waiting for you at America's Card Room.